Going on, Core? Yo, yo, I'm here. <laughs> ready to roll? I'm ready. Yeah. All right, y'all, welcome to the show. Talk with your mammy. We're going to be discussing Miss Brittany Griner and her don't want to take accountability for some of the actions that she did. And uh, we're going to talk about how she's saying that it's okay for transgender women to play with people like your daughters and my sisters and stuff I just don't agree with. But I was going to talk about uh, black males and how we can do better as far as dating. And we're going to discuss the NFL draft. So we're going to start with those Patriots. <laughs> what you got for a row about, about your boys? I liked it. I like some of their picks, although they really don't hit on receivers. And um, <clears throat> Mac Jones really need receivers. To be honest with you, yeah, he got two two pretty good, decent tight ends, but he really needs to receive because it's time for him to develop. And we know how you know, Bill Belichick is. If you don't develop and you start seeking outside help and you start uh, speaking your own opinion, he's gonna basically get rid of you. But overall, I liked it. I like how they went out. <clears throat> um, they first round pick with uh, Christian Gonzalez uh, from Oregon. I think that's he's a nice height. And stuff like that. He was the um, All Pac 12 performer, and he had four INTs that uh, last mm-hmm. year, which I thought that was pretty good. But um, and uh, the other one I liked, I liked was uh, Marte Mapu. He was a linebacker, but it was interesting. There's been some reports that New England wants to use him as a safety, strong safety. So he may be a combination of like uh, Lloyd Malloy and Rodney Harris. And even Logan Ryan, which has been very, very serviceable through the years. Man, y'all trash. <laughs> We're working on it, man. Trash. Really like an old Zappy. I like Zappy too. Man, y'all gutter trash. You know he trash. Don't yeah. say it, man. Yeah, I know you're Patriot fan. Don't say it, man. Gotta give him another year, man. He ain't had no. He ain't have a uh, true offensive coordinator. Hey, man. So we'll see. I know Bill the greatest of all time and all that, but uh. Tom left. Well, you know, I agree, man. Tom, Tom, I think is was the glue of that organization. As in for players, Tom was a great Tom was a team player, Tom was a buck. Like, and people don't people have underestimated his leadership. You really think so? Oh yeah. So you say it's 80% Tom, 20%. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. I think Oh no, that's not what the Tampa Bay got him a ring. Trying to get a five hundred. I'm gonna tell you what with Bill. Bill is trying to be GM too. He ain't no GM. Let it let go. Get a general manager to handle that. You need to be a coach. Speaking yeah. of which, Cowboys say they own us. Say they don't need no GM. They got the best GM. Well, well, they no, do no. have a. They, they do have a GM, but he's not GM by title. <laughs> Will McClay is the GM. Uh, he's the director of player personnel, but he's essentially, he's a GM. He go, He's the one that goes out and uh, get the pro players, you know, free agents, and the, um, he's over the draft department. So he's really the, the GM. Uh, Jerry really just handles the, the high-name guys. And yep. even when with that, he had... He goes through Will McClay for that stuff, but you know, that's okay. how that is. So who y'all who y'all picked up these first three rounds? It's, I know well, y'all got some good people. I saw that. Let me, 
and let me say this before I say anything. I want every team out there, we, we have to give them an excuse because this was not a particularly uh, talented draft. This was one of the weakest drafts in recent memory, to be honest with you. So we picked up a guy who is Ma- and Maji Smith from Michigan, which I think he's a good, you know, he's a good run stopper. They say he's, you know, he's the best run stopper in the draft, but you have Siaki Ika, who I would have taken, but uh, taking this guy in the first round, I did not agree with. Only a run stopper. And he has upside, but we, we you don't you shouldn't draft for upside in the first round. Your first round are for starters, not for potential. So I, I didn't agree with that. We got us a tight end, and uh, I, I feel like we reached for him. So I'm I overall I give my uh, Cowboys that draft a C a C plus <laughs> because I, I really don't like the reaching that I thought they did. So. So as far as my Ravens is concerned, the big news was, you know, finally getting Lamar signed. That I was like, finally, after a long last. Shouldn't have been this long. It should have been signed, but it is what it is. And we didn't have a second round pick, but we traded our second round pick for Roquan Smith. So I'm okay with that. Mm, yeah, that's uh, Third pick, uh, our first round pick, Zay Flowers. I'm not gonna lie to you. When they picked him, I was kind of upset because I wanted the, the big guy from uh, Michigan. Uh, I'm sorry, TCU, or I wanted the boy from uh, USC. At, uh, I wanted him because when I see Zay Flowers, I just see Marquise Brown. That's what I see, and I'm like, we just got rid. Of, we just got rid of that. We just when not, already had that. It did not work. I, out. I see Steve Smith. I, yeah. I like the pick. I really. I, like want, the pick I hope it ends up being like Steve Smith. I really do because now we got a. Uh, got a real offensive coordinator who's gonna bring a actual pro style system to the team so maybe he'll he'll turn out to be like steve smith and really he's quicker he he's he's a bit quicker than steve he may not be as as strong as steve no he's quicker he's quicker than steve he's just i I really wanted a boy from tcu 6'4 215 but they did say as big as he is, he doesn't really high point the ball and uses his body as physical as he's gonna need to at the next level. They did say that. Yeah, it, just uh, like Steve. Oh, look like against Michigan. Yeah. Like he was the man amongst balls among against my balls. So now we did draft uh inside linebacker Trevor Simpson in the third round. Oh he plays the same position as Patrick Queen. And everybody knows Patrick Queen is we're supposed to pick up his fifth year option. Eric DeCosta said he gonna talk about that later on. You know how these new NFL players do when they don't, when they feel like they're gonna get traded or something. He has taken their, all the Raven stuff off his Twitter, all the Raven stuff off his Instagram. He started liking mm-hmm. tweets about him being with the Texans and whatnot. But to me, yeah. kind of overperform. I mean, underperform. He did get better when we got Roquan. This was his best year, but the first two years. He he his his cover skills were terrible. He was not tackling well, but this year he he, he could have if it weren't for Smith one of his teammates, he would probably have made second team all pro. But since he got old boy there, it's, it's a shadow. And then you know we've got he's the highest paid middle linebacker in the league, so uh, we're not going to pay two middle linebackers. No teacher. We're not going. No. I know the right. But you you guys are Ravens are a middle linebacker team. Every but, team has that one position that they just. But if you notice know, in our history, you know we always had Ray, 
We'll yep. pay one. We're gonna pay Ray, and we uh we pay that dude that we traded for after Ray left the dude from Jacksonville. We'll Barton. pay one that that captain. But the other we lost Bar Scott. Yep, Bar Scott. Uh, McLean. We're not gonna pay both of them. We're just not gonna pay both of them. <laughs> yeah, but I, like I said, I think yeah, uh, this, this this draft did not have a lot outside of the first. The first round was not a, a deep class. Uh, everything was really much middle, but to, for for our team, just no starters. A lot of I get uh, my specialty guys. Right, uh, I get my B minus. I, I get my B minus. Would you get a Patriots? I get a Patriots. <clears throat> yeah. Dang, that's a harsh grade yeah man I like I, like we talked about earlier with Bill Belichick he's not a GM he's a coach <laughs> and I, I have not seen what Bill Belichick as a GM has really performed he let the couple go dry with Tom Brady trying to kick Tom out and you ain't got a backup you have nobody no, no succession plan at that position, so I, I'm I'm like uh, Bob Kraft now. I'm trying to see where the money going. I, I need a return on investment. So, well, see, so get a little warm up there, New England. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's a gift and a curse, man. I mean, he, you built that monster. Now you got to feed it. That's what you <laughs> talk about, your girl Brittany, man. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't funny, but it is. It's funny. <laughs> you know, as she said. She ain't going back overseas. Now, you know, she was in the gulag, you know. <laughs> she, she, she was in the real deal. She, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really blame her. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't blame the airports and this and that. You go to another country, they tell you, not in the United States. You got to do what they do, what they say. So you need to take accountability of what you did, too. And she's trying to build accountability of somebody else. Hey, 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 what you think about? It? I mean, same thing we we've talked about before, you know. Um, no accountability, delusional, all that. She delusional, you know. I mean, it's the fact that you're in another country. You know, America laws is mostly geared towards in the favor of women. We pretty much know that for the court systems on down. But you go to another country, they don't play that. They're not gonna play that. You know, they got laws just like everybody else. And then on top of that, Russia and the USA is not getting along. Not at all. So, so what you expect? You, what you think, Mr. Dix? Not, well, not only is um, Russia and the United States in this sort of cold war, but um, she's a woman and she's uh, a gay woman. So you got all this going against you. Uh, I give her some slack because she's black. And, you know, because, you know, uh, they don't like, let's be honest, that black people are not looked at favorably over there. But yet still, you should know your surrounding. You should know where you are going. Know that you're going there. Don't take your vape. If you did not, then that is, uh, that's, that's your responsibility to find out you're going to be visiting. Right. So I just don't understand why she thinks, and then like everybody, like, oh, to me, I mean, it was a small thing. It was petty, but 
You still broke the law. Mm-hmm. You broke the law in Russia as a black gay woman. You think they ain't finna mm-hmm. help you? They finna get you. Mm-hmm. Make an example. Exactly. Make an example out of you. I mean, you six nine, so it's hard for you. I mean, you six nine in Russia. Come on now, you can't like blend in and hide. So you need to do the best. Like, think Shannon Shaw said. I'm no Marcel Wilder said. I'm gonna go overboard with everything I need to do to be safe and be, uh, you know, secure with the law. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go overboard, and you didn't do that, so you paid the price for it. Yeah. yeah. Also, what she said about the transgender. I don't have anything against transgender women, but. It's like they say, it's like everybody has a place. Like, you want a transgender woman, that's your dog. No. It's, it's not safe. No. It, it absolutely means physical, not. it's not safe. Bad it ain't life. nothing against them. Yeah. But it just ain't safe. And I heard yeah. about what you say, Ms. Dixon? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm saying you can't just because, because they're having this in the United States. Let, uh, and just to be honest. <laughs> There are members of LGBTQ or, you know, however you pronounce it, that feel like they are above reproach or they need to have special privileges simply because they are that. But overseas, they do not see you like that. They see you as less of a person in some of those places. And you have to recognize that you can't take that attitude, that westernized attitude over there in those countries because they don't want to hear it. (laughs) And you can't use. Yeah, they don't play that. Exactly, exactly, and stuff. I know there has also been, um, <clears throat> like more like a, a worldwide campaign, actually. You know, they're making laws now, like for example, even in Uganda. Like, if you come, if you basically say that you're gay, you coming out like that, they're gonna punish you. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. heard of so I've yeah. heard that. What now? Yeah. Heard that. If you come out, you know how in America. You can say pretty much you're gay and you're proud. You got pride parades. They're trying to teach um, LGBTQ history in schools. You cannot do any of that in Uganda. You come out doing that in Uganda, you may face a death penalty. Like, who? Death penalty. Like, they have, like, sentences for, like, each crime you commit. There's a different sentence. Yes, it is. It is something. Even in Kenya, they pushing back that against Kenya. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. heard. Well, yeah. and I think I think that's a I think if they are I think that's that is a little extreme. But uh, you just have to understand where you're going, you know. And I don't think they, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I don't think it was the death penalty that they were giving for that. Well, but exactly. either way it goes, it, yeah, it, it, there is there's a penalty. Is the the point is there is a penalty. The point is a penalty. <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So they don't play that at all. No, they a lot of the countries in Africa, man. Even a lot of countries, I would not just say Africa, but East. You know, Africa is still yeah. considered Eastern yeah, society. East um, a lot of those countries are pushing back against that. They're not mm-hmm. taking the Western dollar. They don't want the U.S. dollar because they don't want your aid. Because what comes with the aid is the U.S. agenda. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they rather figure it out on their own rather than take that aid and having to deal with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they, 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 they're coming now. Having these campaigns, we're sick of you coming here. We don't want this. We don't want that. We'll come see you. They said this to the to the embassy, the ambassador. Mm-hmm. We'll come see you. And when Africans say, "I see you there," uh, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play that. 
It's a major pushback. I did not know that at all. Y'all really don't know. It's okay to me today. Uh, I did a poll. I did 147 women. I did 127 men. I asked them what was their ideal date. What was their ideal man? Or, you know, mate. I was kind of surprised. I thought the women would be extravagant. Uh, 6'9", black man rich. Well, I... Actually, 80% of the poll wanted somebody, wanted the date why they wanted somebody, they wanted something simple. They wanted to make sure that it was intimate and it didn't have to be a lot of money. I did have one. I had one that wanted something very extravagant. She wanted somebody to pick her up at a, a cottage like she was Cinderella. I mean, she went, she, she went in now. She, she was not playing. And then she said he had to have a big, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I had only, mm-hmm. and that was surprising too, because I was thought well, a lot of women would say more of that. Mm-hmm. You need to have a big, you know, because all these silly songs would be coming out. But no, but a lot of them did not say anything about being faithful. They didn't say anything about, um, you know, children, anything like that. Most of the men said that they want somebody that's loyal, somebody that can that looks good, of course, somebody they can grow with. Uh, they said they don't mind being a woman with children, but they have a limit. They said, uh, and they also have a limit of baby fathers. If you say you got like one child, one baby father, they can deal with you. But when you start having two and three and then three baby daddies, they start looking at you crazy like losing your value. They don't want to deal with you. And women said the same thing. But to me, that's that's where we get lost at. But a lot of women will still talk to a man who got like six kids, like six different women. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't understand that, but you know, I, I think that, but those the, see the ones. Okay, so <laughs> the men that have the mo- multiple children, well, women are getting. Okay, let me say it like this: women are getting pregnant by the same men. M- women like to gravitate towards men who have sexual, more of a sexual history. Also, women like to compete, so they'll go and have a baby with a man uh, because she may know that baby mother and she wants to compete say I can have him too this sort of deal and then they end up uh, breaking apart or whatever and that's why that those men and that woman does not stay together because she's not going into it in good faith she going, she's going into it with a mindset of some sort of competition or I can do it too or he was my man first that sort of deal that's why that happened Mm-hmm. And, um, but but honestly, the the modern the I mean I say modern woman, the modern woman generally is not looking for a relationship more than she's looking for a quote unquote sponsor or someone to yep. facilitate a lifestyle. I agree mm. with that. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of sponsor. When you say that the modern woman is looking for that sponsor, um, do you think most modern women will even meet the qualifications to even get that sponsor? No, because if if you look at other than her, the 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 woman who wants to compete for that man who's no good, because again, uh, a small amount of men are having all of the children of at least black men. Mm-hmm. Then other women, they're average. Right, the women are average, but the men that they seek are what above average, and then that one to ten percent of men. 
For example, most women, modern women will say that they want a man that makes $100,000 or better. And she may not want that man to have a child. Okay, let's let's grant her the child. Even let's grant him the child either way. So that man has a child. Mm-hmm. And he has a hundred thousand dollars and he can pretty much buy get any woman that he wants simply because he's high value. Well, the average woman and below average woman still thinks she, that she's entitled to him. But what she does not know is why would that man choose you out of all the choices that he has? Because he's highly seek, sought after. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So you, if you play the numbers, there are more women than men. And there's one percent, one to ten, one to five percent, I believe, of black men. Let's just say that makes a hundred thousand dollars or more. Yeah. You got all of these women vetting for the few men. What makes you as a below average woman make that man say, I'm I want to I want the below average woman. I don't want the the nine or the eight over here. I want I'll pick this five. And that's what, to me, that's where the delusion comes in. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Spot on. And uh, <clears throat> this is what I wanted to uh, talk about. As we talk about the men that very few men, you have very few men that have the options of a lot of women. But in our community, you mm-hmm. don't have to be high value to have a bunch of babies by a bunch of women. It's, it's mm-hmm. the opposite. It's like um, bizarro land here. It is, it is totally different. Actually, the lower your value and the lazier you are, seems like the more women you can get knocked up. So what do you got to say about what do you have to I, say on that? Because we see it all the time. I, I, this is what we get to. So we get to our women in their 20s. They they want to experiment, which, and let me say this, I don't think there's nothing, nothing wrong with, you know, finding yourself in your 20s. But understand this. They go around and they're they're having sex and, and they're having babies and for the most part they're connecting with the same guys as I said earlier mm-hmm. because women in their twenties they want to be the one for that guy. I'm going to make him stick with me. My vagina, my sex is going to make him stick. Even though he has a baby with this this and that X Y Z, I'm going to be the one and she doesn't end up being the one. Now she's finding herself. She's at her highest value in her 20s, her youth, and she doesn't have as many bodies. But as time creep on, creep, creep, creeps on, you know, she lowers her value because she what? She's gaining more bodies exactly. as, as, as time rolls along. Now, by the time she figures out or grows up or matures and realizes, hey, I have to get me somebody to settle down with. Now it's too late. You got all these children. Now no one, now no one wants you because you spent your 20s unlike women uh the second least uh married woman even a white one who's the second least married mm-hmm. the most married is the chinese woman yeah they're married at a higher rate than our women our women are the first uh, uh first uh last married first divorce true our women are not going out there in their 20s trying to get married as a generalization they're going out trying to have their best life without you know they're going out trying to have their best Hot girl summer, best life, without trying to settle down, using the excuse, I'm too young, which you can be, but they're not even seeking marriage. They're not even seeking to settle down in their 20s. So, let me ask both of y'all this. Do y'all think women today 
are being raised to be wise? Do they even know what that means no. to be a wife? No. Like, nope. What 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 all comes with that? Because a lot of them, you know, they prepare for they prepare for like a lot of that old saying said they prepare for the wedding day, but they're not prepared for the marriage. No, I no. think you don't have. Uh, you don't really have. That's not even taught up in the home. I mean, think about this. Um, I'm 41. You're going. You're 43. How old are you, brother? I'll be 40 in uh, September. So you're 40. So I want you to think about this. Everyone that's um, having this conversation, we've all seen granddaddy together. Uh-huh. And daddy, grandmama, kids, um, being self-sufficient, doing everything. How many of these young ladies actually see that today? And you 20 years old, have you ever seen grandmama and granddaddy together? Do you know who granddaddy is? I don't even think I, that's. I, I believe that is part of the problem, but I think that's only a part of the equ- equation here, mm-hmm. because the women now, again, our women are not. They're being sold um, this product. They're being sold this independent product where they don't need a man. Feminism, womanism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. This I don't need a man. I can do for myself, which. Let's let's say it's good for you to be able to pay your own bills, do your own thing, but you get so far into that to where it gets masculine, to yeah. where what I want. I now you, to... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. So you know the women aren't they're they're not raised to be fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative. They're they're raised to be brash, strong, loud assertive, opinionated, and to combat the things that they don't agree with instead of talking things out. So that's not being a wife. It's being listening, giving her opinion, of course, but again, going, uh, following the lead of the man, a good man, let me say that, a good, following the lead of a good man. They're not taught that. I got a question for y'all. Y'all are young, educated, black men out here. Mm-hmm. You're not married. He's not married. Mm-hmm. As 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 men like y'all, single men like y'all, what do y'all look for in a woman? Because a lot of women really want to know this. A lot of women do. They're not, you know, they're not going to get on social media and ask because they're going to be ridiculed by the what y'all just described—a strong feminine sister who who, who got four children by four different people. Yeah, and single and never get married herself, but she's going to talk about this woman who mm-hmm. wants to do better with her life. Mm-hmm. What do y'all look for? Well, one of the things that I look for is if you're talking about um, physical-wise, youth is important. The reason that youth is important is for the fact that you can have children. Now, we're Most, not talking about high school. No, 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 no. I mean, you no, got to no. say that nowadays. Now, <laughs> I, 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 I say yeah, let, let's, let's be. Yeah, I say, tw- <laughs> let's say 23. Okay. We just say twenty. I'm just saying, people will take. Yeah, I put a no, not no teenager. No, not, absolutely not. You know, but youth is important. Um, that body count is important. If you talking about bodies, because you gotta understand, she can have a child. Like, yeah, the man can impregnate her, but she carries the child. And in today's society, nine times out of ten, she gets stuck with that child. So that's important. Uh, Decision making is important. I looked at how a woman is raised because she's raised to be independent. She's raised to be this, that, and the other. 
It's like if you raised to be all of this and you're dependent on the government, you're dependent on all the social programs, the court systems to get you through, then what what's the purpose of that man? Hmm. You know? So you gotta look at the type of um, household she was raised in and uh what what do you want? What do you all look for? Well well, well I have it, it depends so for me it, it goes in levels when I meet her and after I meet her. So okay. my prerequisites is first of all fit. For me personally, I don't date big women. And I know that this is not a shot to big women. That's just not me, my personal preference. That's First thing, everybody. all men are gonna, yeah, yeah, men are gonna be physical. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see. We, we see you before we hear you. So that, that you have to be fit. Uh, I want you to be soft, uh, feminine. I don't like loud women. Uh, you can have children, and no more than two. I have one, no more than two. Um, and then that depends on the age and gender because let's just be honest. We live in a world where we have to be careful. So that makes a difference. She has to be cooperative and non-combative. And to me, that's... And and someone that's... First of all, she's looking for a relationship. She has to want me more than she wants the marriage. Mm. I guess that's what I... Because if she wants the marriage more than she wants me, it it won't work. She Mm. has to... I need to be the thing that she's after. Not what I'm providing so yeah that's it for me <laughs> okay oh, what would you tell a, a young black man like like because I have I have women in my family who are strong mm-hmm. you know and to me they've been through some things and it's hard to shatter that yeah past that wall yeah you know and I know they're good women but they've been hurt what what, what would you tell a woman like that like what, what, what do you do to get past that? Because it seems like a lot of them can't get past that. Some mm-hmm. days scared, they think somebody else gonna hurt them, think somebody gonna use them, you know? I tell them, one, you need to uh, you need some professional help and deal with your problem. The, absolutely. That's your job. It's yes, therapy. Yeah, exactly. That's your job. That's not a man's job. And ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I get therapy. Yeah. I get therapy. There's nothing wrong with a lot of, especially in our community. You know, frown upon that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to see, talk to the stream. You crazy. He's trying to better himself. Yeah. So, you think they need to get professional help first? Yes. You too, Mr. Dixon? Yeah, uh, I think you, you, you sh- well, she should seek therapy, but also she should recognize that, and this is for everybody who, who has trauma, and a lot of people in the black, uh, most of us have trauma, have had some trauma. She oh, yeah. To realize that uh, she's not alone in, in, in having trauma. And here's the thing, you can't use that as an excuse because all of us have had it and uh, we're told as men to get over it. Yeah. But women are told, oh, it's okay, baby. He should be able to handle you and no, 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 no. No one should be able to handle you before you handle yourself. So get yourself in order. Recognize that you need the help understand that it's not the current person's problem or fault and and then go from there i think recognition is the and accountability for itself is the very first step let me ask you this um now we talked about getting some help and stuff like that do you think a lot of us we just as for women you think a lot of them would shy away if they've been if they've been hurt they know they've been hurt 
you think a lot of them shy away because they don't want to be accountable or you think a lot of them shy away because they don't want to relive the past uh accountability accountability again they're not told that they they're, they're told it's uh, see they're not told that they have a problem they they're, they're told that their problem is really the problem of everyone else that's everyone else's problem it's not yours I got you're you. difficult but it's everyone else's problem I got you. I got you. That that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Um, you're 40 years old. I'm 41. As a young, uh, what what would be your advice as a, a young black man today in America? Let's say a 20 year old. Um, pretty much he just a couple of years out of school. He's uh trying to find his way in the world. What would you tell him uh dating wise when it comes down to today's woman? What would you tell? Him? Well, the first thing I would tell him is to make sure you have a, a life purpose. Because without your life purpose, a woman uh, is, has no place with you. Your purpose comes first. And then the woman comes. Because if you get the woman first and you have no purpose, what are you going to do with the woman without a purpose? So you have to have a life's purpose. Women follow men with a vision, with a purpose in life and not the other way around so that woman meets you outside of your purpose now am i saying that it can never work out no but what i'm saying that it's best for yourself because women come and go but your purpose your purpose won't change so find your purpose uh have an actionable plan for it plan for it and work at your goal work at your your purpose live in your purpose and let your purpose attract the right woman. Because I made that mistake of not understanding that. I didn't have that person to tell me that or to teach me that. But as I got older, I learned that my purpose is what uh, helped attract the right type of woman. Because outside of your purpose, you're going to attract all kinds of things. So that's the first thing I would tell a young man. Make sure you have your purpose aligned. I totally agree with him because if you don't have a stable foundation, there's no way you can have a family. There's no way you can have a good woman. If you can't, it's going to, the foundation is going to crack. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I was not ready to be married. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a home. I didn't know what I wanted to be in life. I was not, I should have never got married at that particular time. Now, as I got older, I see like right now, I'm stable. I have, a, I have a home. I'm working on another career. But there's certain women I won't talk to. And it's not me like being an asshole or anything. It's just I know my worth. I know what I'm looking for. And I'm like, Mr. Dix, I don't do from uh, fighting. I don't do yelling. I don't do crazy. I don't do sneaky links. I don't do none of that. I, I don't do that. No. So if you feel like you need to do that, you need to just stay away from me. You don't need to waste, and I don't want anybody to waste my time. Like you got to have a stable foundation. As a man, you should have your own place. Oh, you stand with a woman. How can you leave somebody and her name's on the lease, mm -hmm. and your name is? Mm -hmm. How can you leave somebody and that couch belong to her? You lay it up on me. Okay, yeah. you can do it. And then when she get mad and tell you to get out, what you got to do? Got to go. Yeah, got to go. What you got to do? You got to leave. That, that's her. Now, if you got your own spot, can't nobody tell you that. Yeah. But you, you hold your own. But a lot of men today do not do that. Mm -hmm. They do not do that. They, they, like he said, they jump into the, with the woman first and 
Nine times out of ten, that ain't the right one. Let me ask you this. Right. <clears throat> and since we're talking about that, do you think today's, as for black men, today's black men, are they raised to be men and have a purpose, or are they raised to just serve a woman? And I'm going to no, say, no, I, don't, I don't just mean service as in for <clears throat> get out and work and bring the resources home. I'm talking about in the bedroom, all types of stuff. You basically, you just in service. You're in the bedroom, you're the attack dog, and then you 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 provide as well. And then you've got to solve problems that might not even be your, your uh, issue. What yeah. do you think about that? I think um, I think that our vision is not where it's supposed to be. Uh, I, I don't think that we are, as a whole, raised to to live in our purpose first. I don't think that's what that was a, tr- a traditional thing. Our thing was just to get a job, go to college, get a job, then get married. You know, that's not that's not necessarily the, necessarily the right message. The right message uh, should be more along the lines of find your purpose in life and live in your purpose. Let your purpose bring you all the things that you desire because it doesn't happen. So if you're going because, for example, when I went to college, I didn't have a plan. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. Mm -hmm. I, I, I I didn't. I knew I was there for band. At Mississippi Valley State University. I went there for, for band. I had a few college scholarships. Yeah. Uh, and I chose Valley simply because of the band and how much uh, scholarship money they were uh, giving me at the time. But had I been more and, and you know, purpose minded and forward thinking, who knows uh, what I, what I would have done. But I will say this me going through what I went through taught me what I need to know about having a purpose. So it works twofold, but again, we can we can prevent all of that not having a plan and wasting money and within the wrong field in college like I did, going to get a master's that I didn't really need because I didn't know uh, I didn't have a plan in life. We can prevent all it by teaching our boys what is your purpose, what is something you desire in life, what is something you, you enjoy doing, what is something that you can give back to the world, what is your purpose here? and whatever that purpose is pursue it and start pursuing it as early as possible the women will come once you are inside of your purpose so no i don't think i don't think that the message is necessarily negative because we are told to work hard and build a house for that woman yeah we work hard build a house for them and that's not the right message Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I was uh, <clears throat> raised and taught the same way, pretty much. That you know, yo, your thing in life was just to to make this make a woman happy. And I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I never agreed with that. I said this, this is bogus because you right. it's like you you're just a utility. And I don't think me personally that God did not put nobody on this earth just to be a utility. You know that that is garbage to me. But I, I totally agree with you on that, though. Right. Yeah, that's what we, we, we were raised to think with that we are a utility or just to be a tool to be used to facilitate a life for a woman. And that's not why we, we're put here. I don't believe. And, and, and me, and I, and I understand this is not to knock on anybody's uh, spiritual journey or faith, but, you know, why put man here for a purpose first? The woman came after that to help him with that purpose so that's why I stand with that 
Excellent talk, brother. I didn't mean to keep you all this long. I was just shoot for 15 minutes. I didn't know it was going to turn to 40. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with that. The next time we talk, we're going to talk about who get the big pieces of chicken first, the kids or the man. So <laughs> I'll talk to y'all later, man. I appreciate you, Mr. Dis. Appreciate you, Mr. Pickle. Okay, right. no problem. All right. All right.